that's fire. And live from the Shoop Studios, it is your boy Shoop back for another episode of Chuck and Shoop. And no episode of Chuck and Shoop would be complete without my compadre, Mr. Chuck, right there. How are we doing? Um, I'm feeling great. Um, it's the greatest time of the year for sports. I'm ready to fucking rock. It is for certain. And we will get to that in just a bit. But because we have entered the midseason, it's time to start, you know, recapping what's gone on the NFL this year. But we're going to do things a little more fun. We're going to cast our all pro votes halfway through the season for every position. And we'll break it down. We'll have some debates. It's going to be some fun. Got that NFL pick them. Some dubs and L's, but we got a lot to talk about this all pro list. So let's waste no more time. Chuck, what we what we got for dubs oh. and L's. Hey, start us off with a dub. Get us on a positive note. Um, like I said, um, greatest time of year for sports, and it absolutely is. This time of year makes me so happy. We have about like four different leagues going on, starting two of them, three of them starting at the same time. Got NHL that just started, NBA literally just started yesterday, NFL is in the middle of their season, baseball playoffs has been nothing but awesome this year, and we're I'm so blessed for that. Not a single game has gone by, and I've been like, oh, wow, this game sucks. I'm ready for every game in the MLB. The MLB playoffs have been amazing. College basketball is just around the corner. College football has gotten off to a great start. Um, at this point, I kind of have an idea who's going to win the whole thing, but I really don't. And that's what I love about sports. The unpredictableness of this time of year is awesome. And I don't know which league I'm more excited for. Um, I'm going to have to go with NBA right now because I love me some basketball. Um, shoot, what's, what league are you looking, looking forward to getting to? Well, I am more than anything looking forward to this World Series between two of the unlikeliest foes and two teams that have never won a World Series. So it's, you know, I love when two underdogs face off. You know, it's like we get to complete a great story. So definitely props to that. But, hell, every every sport. We got football halfway through the season, college and pros. So we're looking for that playoff push. And then in the NHL, so you mentioned NBA. You mentioned NBA because, of course, I'm very excited for the NBA Nets debut tonight. Looking yeah. forward to that. Uh, but for the NHL, you got a lot of young players now, like coming into this fresh off the scene. Connor Bedard, I believe his name is. Yes. The new number one pick. Him on the a rebuilding Blackhawks team. Uh, the Devils finally have a good team after years and years of purgatory. Hughes brothers. Yes, love us Jack Hughes, never one of those players. Uh, but yeah, I've kind of gotten more into NHL, and I think a lot of these teams like have such cool teams and logos. Like Seattle Kraken, great name. Yeah, I, I like that. Putting it out there for record, great name. Uh, but yeah, like you said, it's just basket, just basket all in, man. It's yeah. the best time of year. Soak it all in. Don't take any moment for granted right now. All you could say. Yes. Tell your loved ones. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. Let's uh, let's turn things a bit negative here. Let's go with our L of the week. Now, 
I was looking at this. I was going to go with, um, you know, the whole Michigan scandal. But I think, uh, like, L of the week, and I kind of feel bad here, has to go to the Phillies. Um, they go up 3-2, coming back home, two games at home, and they just absolutely botched it. They they thought they had this entire uh, fan base uh, behind them at that ruckus stadium, and they just came out flat in these past two games, didn't put up many runs, and the Diamondbacks just absolutely took care of business, and they got on the board early in both those games. And it was just all down there, downhill from there for the Phillies. And again, like as a Phillies fan, as a Philadelphia fan, you got to be heartbroken. Just another, not I say a letdown season, but you're just so close, and then it just comes to an abrupt end. So, huge L has to go to the Phillies this week. I have to say the whole, the whole city of Philadelphia gets a huge L. But um, they got the Eagles to look forward to, uh, and it's not really about how. It's not about how you finish if you win anything. It's about the journey. So I don't think any of those fans – well, maybe they did expect to go to the World Series again, but the Red October luck just ran out. Yep. And I don't know if you heard at the end of the game when they got the final out, the booze. Oh, yeah. I, oh, no, I had the TV on mute. I, I was I was locked in at that end. <laughs> yes, but – yeah, so they – they booed their team heavy. Apparently, they threw garbage on the field. And that's just like, it just adds to the whole experience. Like, I'm not going to sit here and tell Philly fans, don't throw garbage on the field because, well, they're not going to listen to me anyway. No. But at the same time, it's kind of just what you expect. But, like, yeah, hearing them upset is just music to my ears, you know? Like, you know, a lot of teams fans would, would sit there, clap for what a great season it was. Nope. They're just like, no. what the hell? You know, classic Philly. Can you blame them? No, but still, wild card team made it to game save seven NLCS. It's just high expectations over there in Philly. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little too high, I'd say. Yes, uh, but never too high, and high as in the rankings of mm. the league that would be our all pro players. Yes, we have made our list of the midway through the NFL season all-pro list. Mm. And I'm looking forward to, to arguing about some of these players because I feel like some there are some players out there that I don't think are quite getting the recognition they deserve, and there are other star players that don't deserve to be on this list as much as people think. So let's go over our all-pro list. And let's start at the quarterback position, Chuck, and I will let you lead things off. Well, I mean, it couldn't be any more biased. Um, it's it's my guy, Money Mahomes. It's QB1. Um, you saw this past week, he just threw for like three, 400 yards, and um, I'm pretty sure it was like four touchdowns. So he's just playing at a another high level that we can't explain. Um, with a little help of his guy, Kelsey, who has always been his guy, but I think also Mahomes is – throwing it to multiple other receivers on the team. They do this wide receiver package of like six rotation wide receivers. So I think a lot of guys are getting the ball to ball too. And uh, Mahomes' O-line is doing really well for him to give him a clean pocket. And he just takes that to his advantage and just drills um, defensive backfields and just completes passes all over the field, uh, whether he's left-handed or right-handed. So it's absolutely amazing what he's doing and look for him to do, uh, go for another MVP run. 
Um, my honorable mention, though, I do want to shout out Lamar Jackson. I think he's – even though that shitty game against the Steelers where he turned the ball over at the end, um, I think he's still playing at a really high level, and I think he could take his game uh, to the next level in these next couple weeks, especially what he just did against the Lions defense that we all thought was ferocious at getting after the quarterback. But he was just calm, cool, and collected, and he threw all over the field and ran all over them. So – I love Lamar Jackson. I wouldn't be surprised if he also gets a all-pro vote. Both good picks. And, you know, it's kind of funny because a lot of people have been saying Mahomes has been, you know, not himself this year. But yet he's still, like, one of the best touchdown-interception ratios in the league and one of the top in yards. Uh, but there's a guy that has slightly more yards than him, and he has spearheaded the greatest offense in the NFL this season. That is Mr. Tua Tagovailoa. Can you have ever pictured putting him in the conversation as all pro? I don't know. He always had the talent, but the injury concerns and, you know, other concerns, he had some, he's had some stinkers in the past, but he has been nothing but lights out. And even in this past week's game against a tough Philly defense, he, he still played all right. He didn't put up his regular performance, but this 34.6 points per game offense, we nothing without Tua's accuracy and his ability to make the correct reads and, wait for routes to develop. He doesn't hold on to the ball for a ridiculous, ridiculously long amount of time. He does everything that's asked him, and he's excelled at it. And what he's being asked is to, you know, hit these speedy receivers with bullet passes on the run and find these open guys, let these plays develop. Lots of tricks in that playbook, you know. And I think Tua deserves a nod over Mahomes here because, you know, Mahomes, I feel like, has been carried more by his defense this year. Not saying that he he um, he's nothing about his defense. What I'm saying is that the Chiefs have had to play for a lot of comfort this year. Dolphins' yeah. defense has been no good. They need to score that many points to consistently win games, and who is the man to do it? I I honestly yeah I can't disagree with you there. I and watching Tua, he does throw an impressive uh, accurate ball, especially with. You know, you you can't really um, overthrow Tyreek, but you can't underthrow him, um, and he's not doing that whatsoever. So, Tua is balling. Yeah, he is balling out. All right, so running back position, RB1 and RB2, and I'm going to kick things off here with, uh, first, one of many, I think, unanimous decisions that will happen this year, Mr. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey at RB1. I mean, this guy has scored a touchdown in a, a full season's worth of games, dating back mm -hmm. to last season. And despite all the weapons that the 49ers possess, they still consistently give this guy 20-plus, sometimes even 30-plus touches a game. And how can you blame him, especially if you watch his past Monday night where they're down some key offensive players, their left tackle Williams, wide receiver Devo, and, you know, these other receivers struggling to get open. But McCaffrey, he'll make something out of nothing. And he's got a nose for the end zone. He, you know, great guy as well. But, I mean, that's less yeah. of all pro. But, like, he's... Yeah, no, he is a great guy. Yeah. He is a great guy. But he's got the stats to back it up. So, 100% unanimous there. And then RB2 is a tough one because you got a lot of guys that played well in games but are now hurt. And you have, like, your usual guys who suffer injuries, you know, guys falling off a cliff. And I honestly think it would not shock me if we saw B. John Robinson as the RB2. I mean, he's sure he's a rookie, but he's a highly touted rookie. 
and he may not get the touches, but this guy is so electric with the ball. And, you know, because he's not long-term injured, like whatever happened this past week with him being sick or whatever, yeah. like he's got the capabilities of putting up stats with very, you know, very few touches. So I think it, if he plays a full season, he's got the capabilities of being the RB2. I don't see a ton of other guys that do. So I I could definitely – I wanted to put someone like Bijan up there, but I feel like the Falcons are doing like this type of – they don't want to uh, replicate what happened to Saquon. They don't want to give this guy too many touches. So I don't even know if he's going to get the chance to get that award um, unless they do give him the ball more and he doesn't miss a, a couple games because I think the guy who's second – because I agree with you with CMC. I think the guy who's second – is Raheem Mostert. I like nobody nobody could tell you at the beginning of this season that he is gonna have uh the prolific season that he is having now. And like he's averaging like two touchdowns a game. Um he's running uh, he's running all over the place. They're giving him the ball a lot. Yes he has um A chain behind him the rookie but he A chain's her for now so I wouldn't be surprised if Mostert sneaks in there just because of the high volume that he's getting right now. And throughout the season, you never know what could happen. But I like Mostert. I like that Dolphins offense. He's balling right now. Mostert is not a bad pick. And, and you know, it's kind of crazy because he's 31 years old and running backs are supposed oh. to die out at that point. But he's still super fast. Yeah. And I guess because of all these, like, minor injuries he's had over the years, it's actually managed to keep him healthier because not as many carries. I don't know. Weird, weird to think about. But, Let's yeah. see what happens. Mostert is definitely an honorable mention of mine. Wide receiver is an interesting one. So lead off, Chuck, who are your three guys? I think another guy that's unanimous, I think we both agree, um, Tyreek Hill. Yep. Dude just touches the ball. It's like kill the carrier out there. You're not going to catch him. He's going to run all over you. He's going to run around you. It doesn't matter. The guy fucking jumps higher than most. He runs faster than most. And he can fucking get more touchdowns than anybody. Um, he's so versatile. So that's number one. Um, I, I took three spots here. My number two guy, which I think might be underrated, but I think Amon Ra is going to have a huge second half coming into uh, this week, especially. Um, I think the Lions, well, he had an injury uh, one week. I think he was out one week. But these next couple weeks, I think they're going to absolutely abuse him, just get him the ball. He's open every time across the middle on a dig route. Um, that's Goff's guy, um, and I can't complain if he sneaks into this all-pro voting. Um, my third guy, and he came out of nowhere. We don't know where – I think it was um, BYU. I knew somewhat about him in the couple games that I watched last year in college. But Puka Nakua, he's absolutely a beast. Guy is six foot one. He looks like he runs like a 4'3 when he gets the ball in open space. He runs people over. He's tough as fucking nails. He, he's not only a, a, a big stack guy, he's not really getting a shit ton of touchdowns, but he's racking up yards like it's nobody's business. And when you're on a team with one of the best wide receivers in the league, Cooper Cup, you're going to be open and you're going to get more opportunities to get the ball in space. So I like him to sneak in here also and get an all-pro vote. That is an incredible story, and the – story of the year so far puka nakua fifth round pick 
He's not someone I looked at on my draft boards. Uh, many people didn't really have him as a as a draft pick, period. He did go in the fifth round. And now, even with Cooper Cutback, the alpha of that wide receiver group, he is out here, you know, erasing Cooper Cup on the other side. Like, and if you watch this past week's game, he made he made one incredible catch and he made one incredible almost catch. But like he's contouring his body, he's just doing different things every week. You know, he's got a masterful ability of getting open in the middle of the field, but now he's making great catches, he's getting end zone looks, mm. sky's the limit for him. But he's not on my all pro list. <laughs> And I would first like to start off by saying, one, Tyreek Hill, unanimous choice. Mm. Number two, Justin Jefferson would for sure make this list if he plays a full season, which he won't. So, unfortunately, he's by far the best honorable mention on this group, but I can't include him here. Mm -hmm. So, Puka, I believe, is my fourth choice. I think he'd be first team, second All-Pro. But there are three guys that I think uh, have, you know, dominated their team's receptions. And have been doing it for longer. And I feel yeah. more comfortable as their all pro choices. So Tyreek and then Stefan Diggs, True. just the epitome of consistency, which that's a that's a good band name right there. Epitome of consistency. <laughs> yeah. But Diggs, he like seems to always be open. And even when he's facing a tough cornerback like Sauce Gardner or his quarterback isn't playing well, Diggs has a way of getting open similar to a way in which like a Josh Allen or a Jalen Hurts just picks up yards with their legs when the team needs it. It's like Diggs gets open when the team needs it. And how many wide receivers you say can do that? Um, And he's also got a nose for the end zone. So not much to complain about there. I think he's for sure an all pro great blocker too, underrated at that. And this third guy has really been surging the past few weeks. And that is AJ Brown. He has, he complained to Jalen Hurts, hey, why aren't you throwing me the ball? Well, yeah. he proceeded to show him why he should have been throwing him the ball. A.J. Brown is out here making DBs look small. I mean, he looks really – makes like anyone look small. Yeah. But he is racking up touchdowns. He's now second in yards in the league after, you know, a quiet couple of weeks beginning the season. So that's crazy to think about. And, you know, with – Jalen Hurts, you know, with his defense not being as prolific this year, is going to keep them in games and going to keep them throwing more. And I think Brown has that ability to keep racking up those stats. So AJ Brown is my third guy, but Puka for sure, I'll mention. And shout out DJ Moore. He's having a very good season too. Yes. Yes. They got to get him the ball way more. That guy's a that guy's a beast when he gets the football in his hands. And I agree with you with the AJ Brown there. AJ Brown, nobody can tackle that dude. Yeah. And I wouldn't either. Yeah, I'm um, good. All right, Chuck. Uh, on the count of three, let's say our tight end choice. One, two, three. Swift. Brown is Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was trying to, I was trying to get you there, but yes, Mr. Swift, Travis Kelsey. That is, um, not much to say about him other than he's just, he's 34 and just doing what he's been doing every single season, being Mahomes, like vacuum ball vacuum you just, you will yeah just he just apparently uh i think it was a thursday night game where they said that he just runs his own style of routes where he just finds spots to get open and does not apply like 
that's like telling your boss, like, hey, I'm gonna make my own hours. Like Yeah, no. Nah. That's, that's the kind of control. That's the kind of control that he's got. Yeah, I'm just gonna come in tomorrow. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we know the tight end. So let's let's get our sexy offensive line picks. Before we go to that though, honorable mention tight end. I do have an an H to HM. Yes. I'm gonna say Hawkinson. Yeah, I, I'd say so. Uh, competition is still pretty weak compared to Kelsey, so you get hard, yeah, hard the bar is set way too high <laughs> for sure. All right, let's start at the left side of the offensive line. Left tackle, even though he was hurt this past week, Trent Williams still continues to be the force that drives that 49ers offense. Not Brock Purdy, not even Christian McCaffrey, but Trent Williams. He is the anchor on that offensive line and sets the foundation for what the 49ers want to do which is run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. So Williams been doing it for quite a long time, and his absence was sorely missed in that Vikings game for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I really – off the top of my head, I can't really think of another left tackle that would be first team. Um, maybe uh, maybe Decker on the um, – on the Lions, I like him a lot, but I totally agree. It's Trent all the way. And then are we going to go to left guard? Let's go left guard. Okay. So left guard, I really like um, Quinn Nelson on the Colts. You see what the Zach Moss has been doing these past couple of weeks, and I can only credit it to – like Zach Moss, like he's good running back, like okay, solid, but I can only credit to the line on that team and Quentin Nelson is a guy I think who gets it done, just pushes bodies forward effortlessly and creates those lanes for running backs where they can get like 10, 12 yard chunks. And you saw that when Zach Moss went off two weeks ago, last week he had a good game and then they're slowly incorporating um, Taylor back into the lineup. So, I mean, the sky's the limit for that Colts offense when it comes to the running game, especially because of Quinn, Quinn Nelson, Quinn Nelson. Yeah, um, the Colts offensive line, though, has been perfect this year. But I do think he's a second-team All-Pro for me. But he's definitely coming off a much better season from the disaster that was last season. Uh, I think he's rebounded a bit. But my left guard is a guy who just has a snap streak come to an end. But before that, you know, Mr. Consistency across the NFL. And the Browns are used to having O-linemen with long streaks. This is Joel Batonio I'm talking about. And the Browns, with Nick Chubb gone, you would think their running game would would fall apart. But really, it's it still remains just the same because the Browns continue to open wide wide open lanes and just beat out that yards per carry. And that's a lot in part to Joel Petonio. And you know, especially with Jack Conklin being lost week one of the season, he's the leader on that offensive line and really the leader of that offense because we know that Mister. Uh, Mr. Touchy Feely back there at quarterback ain't going to be no leader. No. Rotator cuff my ass. Okay, but yeah, Joel Batonio. Yeah, go get another massage, buddy. For sure. <laughs> now we're gonna move. We're gonna move to the center, and center is another choice that we agree on. It's Mr. Creed Humphrey, who came into the league I think two years ago, three years ago. This is third season, and instantly became the best center in the NFL. Well, you know, you could argue yeah. Jason Kelly, Jason Kelsey, but yeah. 
uh, Humphrey, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think he's missed a game yet in his career. No, he hasn't. He, he has not. He hasn't missed a game, and that offense is still running as smooth as ever. So him uh, or Jason Kelsey, you can really go either way, but I, I like Creed Humphrey in this situation. I like him too. I, if you watch him play, he's like uh, – he's just a big meatball, man, and he'll fucking – it doesn't matter – who's lined up at the tackle he's creating those lanes and you got a guy like Pacheco just running so hard behind him. They have this run game that complements them so easily where Mahomes can just play action. And then Kelsey does his thing, reads the defense and then does whatever he wants as people say. So yeah. I'll my guy. For sure. Uh, to the right guard. Who do you got there? Right guard. I, I want to go with another chief. Um, Joe Thun- Joe Tooney or Thunny? I keep I think I butchered his name. It's Joe Tooney. Yeah, for Tooney. Sure. I'm gonna go with Joe Tooney, um, veteran in this league. Um, uh, pretty sure he used to play for the Patriots, but like right now, he's always been very consistent. But I think what the Chiefs are doing with this run game and how it's helping them out a lot and their pass protection as well, I think he's got to be recognized as one of the best guards in this league. So I'm just gonna go with Joe Tooney. Yeah, um, and I'm going to agree with you as well there. Two of them came into the team at, around the same time. Him and yep. Creed Humphrey just absolutely solidified that middle. This is all in response to that disastrous Super Bowl they had against the Buccaneers where yeah. they couldn't block for anything. They respond by just drafting the two best line, interior linemen in the NFL. Like, I wish every team could just do that. Like, hey, let's just bang, solve a problem for the next 10 yeah. years. Lucky ass, lucky ass Chiefs. And to finish off this offensive line all-pro list, how could we neglect the best O-line in the league? We can't. And this guy was, you know, it's almost like this Lions team is mocked because they, uh, because they missed out on Jamar Chase and they got this guy instead. But... He makes our all-pro list this year, and that's Panay Sewell. Yes. Why Why does he make the all-pro list, Chuck? What you see um, with their line is doing up front, how many rushing touchdowns they're like, scoring a game, uh, even though they had a shit game last week. I think a lot of it has to do with that right tackle when it comes to a run game, most importantly, to, to set that edge if you want to run power to your strong side. So I think – Penny Sewell is just having a day out there, driving DNs, setting edges for, for fullbacks to get around to get another lead block. David Montgomery, who I don't know if anybody thought he would have this many rushing touchdowns. We all thought it was going to be the Gibbs show, but they said, Lions said, fuck it. We're going to line up. We're going to run power, and we're just going to run it down your throats. And it has to be credited to Dan Campbell with that um, – that uh, t- uh, tenacious violence, you know, um, setting that he gives a team. So I think Penny Sewell just fit that perfectly, and now they're using it to their advantage, and he's just pile-driving DNs into the ground, and they're picking up three, two rushing touchdowns a game. So Penny's my guy right now. Yes, and you could shout out some other guys in that line too, like Taylor Decker when he's healthy, but he hasn't been this year, mm-hmm. and Frank Ragna, their center. Both excellent at what they do, and shout out to Dan Campbell. Yeah. 
Okay. We're going to dead man. Open water. We're going to tread water till we fucking can't. Dude, I would tread. I would tread water until I couldn't for that guy. Yeah, Point I, I, I you would too. Facts. All right, so we're gonna flip it over to the defensive side. But first, this episode is sponsored by water. If you don't drink water, you're probably gonna die. So, drink water. Very important. I forgot to drink water most of the day today, but we're ready. To oh my God, Chuck, we've been over this. Anyway, <laughs> defensive line we'll begin with too and there's a lot of guys who have been monsters this year so let's start off with your top dn pick so my top dn um i'm gonna have to go with i think this is has to be unanimous the way he's wrecking games um and i know they do it thing they do a thing where he doesn't even get the best tackles to go up against in games they do a lot of mismatching with him but he's absolutely just destroying game plans. So Miles Garrett, I think he's the best edge rusher right now in the game. Best defensive lineman, defensive end. So give me Miles. Hard to argue with Miles Garrett as a defensive end. I mean, for, for for goodness sakes, he hopped over an offensive lineman legally and blocked a, a field goal. He can play on special teams too. Like what? Yeah. Uh, he. He's just been wrecking and terrifying defenders the entire season, whether it's Gardner Minshew last game, Brock Purdy the game before that, or, yeah, basically every game that he's played this season, Garrett has been a monster, and he's my current defensive player of the year as well. So obvious choice for all pro, but across from him is going to be very close. I'd love to hear what you think, but I'm going to give my nod to Max Crosby for a couple reasons. One, he absolutely never comes off the field, which should be rewarded in its own because defensive linemen rotate all the time. It's basically part of the position. Crosby never comes off the field. The second thing, he's got that dog in him. Like, among all the other rushers, he's the guy that I would actually be really, really annoyed to play against because he's always up talking shit up in quarterback spaces and, you know, like – instigating of offensive linemen yeah. he, he's got he's got something up his sleeve every game he'll, he's not afraid to get a penalty just to make his point and honestly i think that just adds to his dominance and he gets the edge over nick boza for me because boza got off to a slow start this year because of his you know his holdout uh max crosby just plays all the time and i think he deserves a nod over boza i i like that pick a lot my thing was with crosby the raiders just that defense is just so bad, and he's their best player on that team. Nobody helps him out. So mm-hmm. if you just I double him, isolate him, it just sucks. He can't really do much. But I think you're 100% right. He should get a spot on that all-pro list if he keeps playing the way he's playing and doesn't come off the field. For sure. All right. Now we're going to go into the um, interior line. Um, so first – Unanimous choice goes to. Uh, I'm I'm gonna have to say Chris Jones, and Ooh. and we saw it first game with the Chiefs where everybody was like, you know, like oh they need him, they need you know he needs to play, and I think when you see those like first two games that they play, they do really need him because he when he came back, that defense just went from top whatever went from top 25 to top five. So I think Chris Jones, he's a game wrecker. 
he lines up inside, he lines up outside. You just got to account for him if you're the opposing team. That's my guy, Chris Jones, and he's first ballot all pro. Chris Jones is certainly a great choice. And if you've watched the Chiefs this year, you know it's their defense that has been their best unit. And you can't you can't run on them. You can barely pass on them. And you, every defense needs an anchor. Jones is that anchor. This guy that I was talking about before what is the anchor for his defense for many, many, many years. And until he retires, he will be. That is Aaron Donald. And once again, wrecking game plans. He might not have the sack numbers, but he he's getting constant pressure, and he just does position so well. We should never take it for granted how well he plays it. No, we so shouldn't. He's my first pick, and my second pick is Sexy Dexy. If you watched that game last week against the Commanders, he was just having a field. That he was just ripping apart that interior line for the Commanders. He is absolutely dominant at his best. And, you know, the defense might suck this year, but don't look at him. I mean, it's part of the reason why teams don't really choose to run the, the, the Giants. They, they just choose to pass a whole lot and do well at it. So Dexter Lawrence, he's my second pick. I also I also have Aaron Donald as my second pick. I originally had him as my first, but I like that you said Dexter Lawrence. I didn't pick him. Because, yeah, the, the poor start that they had, um, and he was also holding out at camp. But, you, honestly, you could be right where they changed their season around and he could be a huge part of it. So I'm excited to watch him ball out more. Yes. Uh, shout out J- Javon Hargrave for as an honorable mention. And yeah, like he's, it, it's just made the 49ers so much harder to, to block with Boza yeah. and him now on the line. So – I think he's a force to be reckoned with as well. Uh, let's go to edge rusher. So edge rusher, we got a lot of, you know, premier candidates out there, but we have a couple guys that are playing an elite level. Um, and the first one is TJ Watt, who was my pick for defensive player of the year before the season. And he still might get it. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's all over the field. He's out there making interceptions terrorizing QBs. I mean, you can't block him one-on-one. You just, it's just straight up not going to work. And even if you try to double-team him, well, he's got such an arsenal of moves, like spin moves and quickness to get to the the quarterback. You know, I'm just hoping he plays a full season because he's so much fun to watch on the field. The Steelers will definitely be worse off without him if he doesn't play. TJ Watt is one of my favorite defensive players in the NFL, and he gets my all-pro nod. I, I agree with you all the way. Um, I'd say uh, my second choice is, would be, um, like, honorable mention, Micah Parsons. But yes. he's kind of – these couple of weeks, I feel like he's kind of stalled out. We haven't seen many prolific plays from him. Teams are running at him now, doubling him. So hopefully he turns the season around and makes more plays. Um, and then we can get back to talking about how he's kind of – like Lawrence Taylor, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, right. He's got to play a few more seasons before we compare him to that, but it's yeah. you still can't ignore the talent. Maybe he's been dealing with a bit of an injury. I know he got banged up in one of those games, no, uh, but uh, he's still just one of the most premier talents in the entire NFL, and 
he is just a force to be reckoned with. I think he definitely deserves an all pro nod. Um, and I know I didn't mention this guy because he's more of a DN than a, than a rush guy specifically, but Aiden Hutchinson has blossomed. Yeah. He's one yeah. of the top rushers in the NFL as well. He's got, he's got that Waluigi spin move, which I don't know if you saw, but like he moves so funny, but he wow. makes, yeah, he makes some crazy plays. He's always in drawing penalties. He had that one hand interception, which was yeah. nuts. So I think he could definitely get some consideration as well. Oh, also, I want to say honorable mention, um, Khalil Mack. Uh, he's we've we've heard his name a lot more this season, and he, he's finally putting his um, fucking plays where the money where his money is, his money is where his mouth is, whatever you want to say. But hopefully, he plays more consistently. Maybe he gets on this All Pro list. Mm-hmm. Uh, now going to the interior side. First choice, who you got? Uh, interior, interior linebacker or interior DN? Interior linebacker. Interior linebacker. So I think right out the gate, first ballot, I feel like no question, Fred Warner. Dude is all over the place, forcing fumbles, getting interceptions. He's the head of the defense. Um, I think that no doubt he's the best middle linebacker in the game. Another guy, honorable mention, or he could be second team, Roquan Smith. He makes that again. They they acquired him last year, the Ravens, but he's again a guy sideline to sideline. Fucking, he's all over the ball. He's he's um, plugging up the run plays in the a gaps when he sees ISO. Um, and I also like how he. I think he went on a date with Ariana Grande in London. So, Oof. well, he might be hot right now. So that's my. Those are my two. I I had no idea. Well. Good for him, I guess. Um, Fred Warner, for sure, is my first choice. Uh, the play I remember the most from this season was that play early in the first quarter against the Cowboys where he was tracking down Dak Prescott basically the entire time while shielding out receivers, while taking on blocks, and then going in and getting a fumble strip sack. Guy's just such high football IQ, such a great leader. His teammates love him. And anchors one of the mo- at least most talented defenses in the NFL. They haven't played like their best recently, but he's o- making plays over the field, super instinctual, super instinctual, exactly what you want for the leader of your defense. Uh, I got a couple of second choices here. I, I like a, the guy, a couple of guys behind him. One is Zaire Franklin, the league leader in tackles right now. Colts. And, absolute ball hawk for the Colts whose defense has improved this year and Quincy Williams not Quinnen Williams who is also a force of his own but Quincy Williams has come out of nowhere this year to be one of the best pure tacklers and he's they send him on blitzes he's super athletic he's making plays all over the field he's part of the reason why that defense hasn't lost a step even when there's been injuries in the secondary so you ha- I have to give a shout out to him. And one more linebacker that I want to mention is Alex Highsmith, who I guess you could technically say he's an edge rusher, but TJ Watt definitely overshadows him. He's been a top 10 guy this year. I, I like the Highsmith call. Um, if you even want to talk about like outside linebackers um, or that, or like a sub linebacker that comes into the game, I really like Demario Davis on the saints. 
that guy, he's all over the field, whether it's run game, pass game. He's making the calls on the defense. And that defense has a lot of potential to be very good. I think it is top 10. So I like DeMario and the and the way he just commands that defense and then runs all over the field, makes every tackle. And he doesn't – and I don't think he's missed a game in a while. No, I, I don't remember the last time he's he's missed a game. He's uh, – He's been playing for quite a number of years, too. Right. And the, the Saints have been playing well on defense, so I like the pick. Hmm. But let's go to the secondary now. Uh, so top corners. The corner market seems to change year after year because certain guys show up, they're not as dominant as they, used, as they were the year before, and other guys show up as more dominant. So who are the dominant guys this year? So I got three guys that um... – that can make all pro first team. I like first one, Trent McDuffie of the Kansas City Chiefs. A lot of people have been talking about him, and I think he's very underrated, and I think his name needs to be known more and more. Uh, this guy is shut down corner. Um, when Steve Spagnola runs his zone blitzes or what have you, he, I think, shuts down an entire third of the field. Um, I haven't seen a lot of balls that get behind him or any balls that really get completed whatsoever. And I'm pretty sure he has like one of the highest um, like coverage percentages in the league. So look for Trent McDuffie to make a name for himself this year. It's his, it's his second year in the league. He was a rookie last year when they won the Super Bowl. Uh, second guy, I got Darius Slay. A big play Slay. I mean, the guy is super consistent, just gets interceptions when you need it. Um, he doesn't have, I don't think the most in the league, but I think he, he has a couple. And, and then the last guy, that Browns defense, which is the best defense in the league. Not only do they have one of the, the best DNs in the league, I think they have one of the best corners in the league and Denzel Ward, who just absolutely fucks people up in the flat, um, fucking creates turnovers, gets picks, uh, recovers fumbles. And he is all over the place for that defense if you ever watch the Browns fall out. I like all those picks. And those a couple of those guys have been doing it for quite a number of years at this point. And then you got McDuffie, who's, you know, I wouldn't say he's coming out of nowhere because he played great during that Super Bowl run. Yeah. Um, but he has taken a, a step this year that many weren't expecting, especially Chiefs fans. Uh, so... It's good to see him ball out. And, you know, I actually had his teammate making all pro, Legarius Sneed. I like he's, that. He's been, you know, he's been tasked with covering the team's number one receivers. And he's held a lot of guys, very good guys, to very bad games. And once again, Chiefs defense has been rocking this year. It's it's super hard to throw the ball on them. You know, it looked, if you remember that Thursday night game against the Broncos, the average viewer probably thinks that Russell Wilson's cooked, but Russell Wilson's been having a good year. That's it's just impossible to throw in that secondary. There are a million coverage sacks in that game, and that's not an exact number. But yeah, imagine. <laughs> yeah. So that whole secondary deserves its applause. So both guys could certainly make all pro. Um, and then two other guys I like. Marshawn Lattimore, after a couple down years, has gone back to the top of his game. He's back to shutting down number ones like he used to be doing and anchoring a very good defense. And then my other corner. Hmm, one second. 
So my other corner, don't yeah. forget about Mr. Patrick Sertan. True. Won it last year. Yes. He as a rookie too. Um and well actually he might he might be in his third. He's in third, his third year. Third year yeah. He's in his third year, and the Broncos have struggled on defense, but don't blame this guy. He's he's been a, a blanket for most of the year. It's still hard to throw on your top guys. He's so fast, he's so instinctual, and he he can shadow the entire side of the field, and that field will be deleted. So, Sertan is my third pick. I like that pick. I do like that. Because I'm, like, thinking right now, not a lot of touchdowns have been thrown on that guy either. Yeah. And, honestly, lots of much better defenses here in general. So, lots of corners to choose from. Yes. We've cornered the market. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and <Unintended>. last, <laughs> lastly, on defense, who are safeties? Now – Free safety, um, who's got, you know, guy usually has, who's deep, has the back end, gets a lot of picks. Uh, I think Jesse Bates um, from the Falcons, he's all over the field, and he has a shit ton of picks. I think he's, like, tied for second. With, I think he has three or four picks this year. So I really like Jesse Bates. Uh, he was a great addition to this Falcons team that looks like they might win the um, NFC South. Um, honorable mention at free safety. Andre Cisco, the Jacksonville Jaguars, number five. That guy has made unbelievably amount of plays in every game. He'll get a pick, or he'll be um, getting the fumble recovery, or he'll create a fumble. Uh, he's hard hitting safety too, and I love that Jags defense. So this guy just makes plays, and I really like that. Strong safety. It's got to be my man Hafunga. Like he's a he's a fucking dog. You put him in the box. They run if you run outside, he's fucking hustling and he's gonna knock you the fuck out. And I love his tenacious um, athleticism, and he just keeps getting after the ball and keeps getting after uh, blocks and blowing shit up. And he's really smart on defense. Yes, this 49ers defense has looked a little bit wonky, and they've led up a shit ton of big plays in the in the pass game. But my god, in the run game, you got Hafunga, Warner, Hargraves, Nick Bosa, all coming off the edge. Trey Greenlaw. Like, dude, these guys just get after the ball, um, and there's no stopping them. Honorable mention, who's playing really fucking good, who also makes a shit ton of plays, and, and that defense, I have to tip my hat to. I didn't think they would be this good this year, but they still are. Um, Antoine Winfield Jr. and the Buccaneers, he has been making a shit ton of plays too. So I wouldn't be surprised if that guy, if the way he keeps playing and keeps going after the football the way he did this past week, he can be one of those guys on the all-pro team. All great picks, and I 100% agree with Jesse Bates is my choice. Uh, some other guys I want to mention. Micah Hyde is having another fantastic year with the Bills, and yeah. he's going to be asked to go, take on a larger role with a few key guys out. So maybe he'll have a rise in the second half of the season. Um, and then Derwin James is finally staying healthy after just being riddled with injuries throughout his career. And he's established himself as a guy you can just put all over the field and, you know, he'll, he'll fill in anywhere and be really good. Uh, Grant Delpit of the Browns, uh, a not so well-known name, but he's also a reason why you can't throw on the Browns. Denzel Ward's doing his thing, but Delpit hard hitting safety uh, has a nose for the ball, uh, makes hard tackles. So I like him and, Bonus selection, 
Kareem Jackson for laying people out and not giving up. Yeah, phone. I like that pick. I was going to pick him, but because he got like fined, I, I don't know. Yeah, he, he's still, he's an old school safety. He's not liked well today, but yeah, no. shout out to him. All I right. like that pick. So we're, we're, before we get into our NFL pick him, which by the way, hope, hopefully you guys enjoyed this list. If you think we left somebody out, please comment below and we will respond to you and tell you why you're wrong. Only kick, but quick, quick shoot, real quick. Um, we forgot kicker and punter. Kicker, Kiami Fairbane, Houston guy hasn't missed yet. Like it. Punter, Tommy Townsend, Kansas City Chiefs, averages like the most kicks inside the twenty for a punter. So just putting that out there. Good picks. Uh, I think Matt Gay would be my top kicker because of Gay, his clutch. Yes. Kicks. yes, clutch kicks, and you know he was rewarded heavily for contracts, so he's a big name. I think they'll give it to him. And punter, but whoever the hell the Dolphins guy is, because he gets paid to do nothing. So true. That's all. Pro, that's all pro right there. Yeah. What I was what I was going to ask you before we segue into our NFL pick'em is there any guys? Give me one guy that the public might think is an all pro, but you actually know he's not. Um, Devonte Adams. Yes. The way it's looking, he's not. I don't think he's going to sniff it. And I wouldn't be surprised if he gets traded. I I wouldn't be either. Um, for for me, actually, this is a tough one. So um, I, I'm surprised you had such a good answer. Um, uh, wow, you had a good one. I I, couldn't, I had one in my head. I want to think of it. Uh, what's a DN that's like not doing anything? Another guy, fucking Debo Samuel. Mm, yeah. You know, fuck it. We're just going to skip that segment because I don't actually have anything for it. Okay. That's fine. I, I got you. I got you. My man, my man. Debo, no, Debo and Adams, they're not making it this year. If you're casual and you think those guys are still good, you're you're wrong. Casually go to the side. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Moving into Pick'em. Chuck, you have opened up a four-game lead on me. I'm under 500 in the three main Pick'ems. Of the year, so I got some ground to make up. So let's get into it. So Jags versus Steelers. These are uh, two teams that are currently in the AFC playoff race and have faced off in a few playoff rounds in recent years. Uh, It's battle of offense versus defense. Who wins this one? So right off the bat, if you saw um, last week, the Steelers – just, I thought, pulled out this win from under the Rams. Um, the Rams now, um, don't get me wrong, Steelers have a great defense. Steelers' offense took a while to get in rhythm. The Rams at one point, I think they were up by, by seven. Um, and then I was just watching the game. I'm like, there's no way like the Steelers' offense, offense can pull something together to, to get back in this game. Next thing you know, the Rams miss a field goal uh, to almost go up two scores. And then there's a fucking 14-point swing because Steelers' defense did what they needed to do, get the, their offensive ball back late in the games. Now, I don't think this is the case. I think the Steelers are coming up against a Jags offense that can absolutely just tear you up on offense. And I think they're figuring it out in these past two weeks that the Jags can be a Super Bowl. Like the Jags themselves, well, they always probably know they'd be a Super Bowl team, but they look like a Super Bowl team now. Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence is playing at a really high level that he's supposed to be. 
their offensive line is so good. I like the way that ETN's been running the ball. Um, Steelers uh, gave up 135 yards rushing last week. So I'm going to have to go with the Jags. I like the Jags offense way better. I love the Jags defense as well. I think their defense is not going to let Pickett throw for um, 200 yards uh, like the Rams did last week. So give me the Jags. Yeah, so first opportunity of the week for me to fade you, and that is going to be with the Steelers. It's going to be a close matchup, but check this out. Mike Tomlin has a 58-36 and 36 career record as an underdog against the spread. The spread's only two and a half, and the Steelers, this just feels like the kind of game where you just trust their, their coaching, their home field advantage, their defense. Uh, Jags O-line hasn't played all that well this year, and it's going to be a, a tough, a tough team to run on. Uh, they Jags haven't been haven't been tested in quite a while. I know they blew out the Bills, but I mentioned the Bills were sleepwalking in that game, yeah. and they they had that London advantage. Uh, I think the Jaguars kind of get fall back down to where they were as the worst division winner in the AFC. So, got Steelers. A little reality check. Yeah, a little reality check right there. Um, reality check for two New York teams that thought they were going to make the playoffs this year. Uh, neither of them are in playoff contention at the moment, uh, but they're both kind of riding on the that upward trend. Jets look good against the Chiefs, and they've won a few games in a row. And you get the, the Giants, who looked impressive against the Bills, at least defensively, on that Sunday night game. And Tyrod Taylor is playing pretty well. Not, not well enough to be better than Daniel Jones, like some people are saying. But he's playing well enough to get this offense moving down the field. So two teams that are getting better, but who wins this one? Now, I just want to clear the air here. A lot of people are like, let's just – it's a quarterback controversy. Like, Tyrod's better. No, he's not better. Dimes is, a, Dimes is the guy. I really like Danny Dimes. Um, and the O-line's fucking functional and can block for the dude. Danny fucking tears it up. When he's with when Danny's with Saquon, the Giants fucking tear it up. Am I confident with Tyrod? Yeah, I could definitely be confident in this game with Tyrod. But some quarter a quarterback that I'm not confident in is Zach Wilson. So I'm thinking it's a big game. Now, this may be biased because I'm a Giants fan, but I actually think the Giants can win this game. I'm gonna pick the Giants. Giants are gonna win by a field goal, because that defense has been coming after quarterbacks like it's none of their business. Guys are coming alive like Sexy Dexy that you mentioned who should be an all-pro. So they should play like all-pros this coming Sunday. It's a home game. I think there's going to be more Jets fans because Giants fans are older and they're, you know, they're used to the Super Bowl. Um, you know, we got our Super Bowls. Like Jets are building upon a roster that could win a Super Bowl, even they don't have their Super Bowl quarterback. But I don't trust Zach Wilson whatsoever. I think this defense is going to have a fucking field day. I think the Giants win 10-7. I think it could be pretty low scoring like that. You don't think Giants fans are going to show up for this one, Chuck? You don't believe No, I really don't. I think people are still, like my, like my old man included, they're still really embarrassed about the season. They think it's 2-5, and five, the season's already over. But not me. I think they can go 9-8. and eight. I think they can make a run at the season. And it starts. Yeah, absolutely. Nowadays in the NFL, you can, because of the extra game on the schedule, like look at the Jaguars last year. I think they started yeah. like two and six. 
and went on a run, made it to the playoffs, won their division. So it's certainly possible. Uh, but for the sake of this pick because I got some catch-up to do, and I do like this pick in general from a non-biased perspective, I think you look. we're looking right now at midweek, and we got some questions about the Giants. And is Daniel Jones going to play? Is Andrew Thomas going to play? Daniel Jones doesn't play. Well, then you got Tyrod Taylor stepping in, and I don't really know if he's going to be that same quarterback we saw against the Commanders when he's battling a top-tier NFL defense. And if Andrew Thomas is out, then it's going to make things, life, way more difficult blocking-wise, as it has been all season for the Giants. And for those reasons, because of that uncertainty, it there's still a chance they don't play. I think the Jets sort of pick here, but I do think it's going to be a low-scoring, hard-to-find offense kind of game. It's going to be one of those games where it's boring to watch on TV, but probably really fun to go to in person. I like. I wanted to go too, but mad expensive tickets. You know, you know, New York. Yep. Yeah, I wanted to go too, but I'm in DC and no longer in New York. So sad. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. Last, lastly, this game is should be one of the games of the week. Couple uh, of teams playing well this season. One in the Cleveland Browns, whose defense looks good, more than good. Honestly, that's an understatement right there. Uh, Seattle Seahawks at home with. Uh, you know, Geno Smith not playing all that great, but uh, just managing to close out games and that defense playing well enough to keep them in it. Uh, who do we like in this one? See, I love that Browns defense. It's the best defense in the league. Uh, Watson says he's questionable, but I don't think he's playing. Like, I think he's soft. Um, and if I was a franchise, I wouldn't want him playing, especially after that garbage last week. I'd want him fully healthy. So I know that this weekend, the Seahawks, 12th man, is going to be fucking alive. They're going to be ready for this matchup. Colts, I think, are riding off their high horse because they just squeaked out a win against a Colts team that we don't know if are if they're contenders or pretenders at this point um, with Gardner Minshew balling like he's Mahomes. Um, so <laughs> I love the Seahawks this weekend. I don't, I don't I think like the Seahawks secondary is very good. I think the Browns cuz Watson's not playing. I think what's his, I think PJ Walker is going to start. I think he's going to have a hard time throwing the ball. Our boy Tyreek Woolen is going to get after it. Um I love fucking uh Bobby Wags is back on the team. He's absolutely going to have a field day running from sideline to sideline defending that run game. Um that O-line for the Browns is very good. But I think the Seahawks D-line, I think it also take it to them. Um, offensively, Geno's just going to have to take care of the football, not let Miles Garrett get those strip sack fumbles. If you got to take a sack, take a sack. Um, and I think the Seahawks might be able to run all over the Browns this weekend with um, Kenneth Walker. So we'll see what happens, but I think Seahawks win by three at home. You know, quietly, we all know how good the Browns' defense is, but quietly, the Seahawks' defense has been one of the top units in the NFL this year. Yes. And a lot of that has to do with their secondary, once again, being elite, just like the Legion of Boom days. And uh, shout-out to Devin Witherspoon. He's absolutely legit. Worth the number four overall pick. And he's probably the favorite right now for defensive rookie of the year, in my opinion. Um, for With all that being said, I trust Geno Smith to – 
do things to overcome a you know a, a poor offensive output than I do like a rookie uh, rookie or a undrafted not undrafted quarterback but like PJ Walker signed off yeah. the street. I trust them less against a, uh, a defense of this caliber playing against the 12th in the 12th man stadium. I'm going to agree with you on this one. I'm going to take the Seahawks. Boom. All right. There's one. There's one. Yes. And I was close to picking the Browns too, but um, even, if, even if Watson plays, I, I can't back him. No. Um, my upset this week. So I'm looking in uh, this Bengals 49ers game. The 49ers are on a downswing right now. And I trust that they have good coaching to turn things around, but not this week. The Bengals are coming off a bye. The Bengals are finally hitting their stride, and Joe Burrow is finally getting healthy. And if the 49ers can't get their, you know, key players back, like Trent Williams and, you know, Debo Samuel, he matters because he takes attention away from the other guys. But Trent Williams is way, far more important. And, you know, if they don't get him back, then the Bengals got an edge with that pass rush. And the offense can expose the most exposable part of that 49ers team, which is the secondary. So give me the Bengals in an upset on the road in San Francisco. I like that. I like that upset. My upset, it's not really an upset. A lot of games are close. I was going to go with Bengals, but that's going to be one of my uh, locks that I'll explain. Um, upset, I'm going to go with the Titans at home against, I'm pretty sure it's the Falcons. Yeah. All right, and my lock this week, I got um, an underdog spread. That's going to be the Bears to cover eight and a half against the Chargers. I don't really think that the difference yeah. between this, I don't think the difference between these teams right now is as big as people think. And everyone was climbing on the Bears early in the season, but they've they've gotten better. Um, and I think they play hard for Tyson Badgett. A lot of times, you'll see teams with like good defenses or overall good rosters play better when their backup quarterback is in because they have more motivation to to perform well. I think we see that case here, and the Chargers are just absolutely snake-bitten, and they love to play close games. So give me the Bears spread. I like that too, and I think uh, Justin Fields is coming back. So, I right? Is Fields coming back or no? He might not be, So, but Quite. I don't think it really changes my pick. Um, okay, yeah. No, I like I like the Bears to cover. Um so I have – I like Bears plus eight and a half this weekend. I also love the Ravens to cover minus eight and a half against the Cardinals. I love that Bengals pick shoot. I'm taking Bengals plus five. There's a lot of slate here. I'm, I got three more games. There's no buys. I got to take advantage of this. Rams plus six and a half. Um, and then I like the Vikings minus one against the, uh, the Packers. And last but not least – you know we got to go with the G-men. They're giving us three points. Giants plus three. Those are my six picks. Let's fucking get after it this weekend. Let's ride. And additional detail: apparently Brock Purdy is in concussion protocol. Yeah, so that means that means yeah, the Bengals are a good pick to jump on right now. That's uh, true. Good looks. Yes. Yes. Jump always early. Always know your information. All right. So. We are all capped out for this episode, but let's see how the second half goes. Let's see if these guys maintain their positions 
And let's see who rises in the second half and makes a name for himself and possibly gets himself on that all-pro list. Yes. But until then, I'm Shoop. I'm Chuck. And we'll see you on the next episode. Be good.